And just like that, we are so back. Welcome back, Breadheads. Welcome back, Ty. How are you doing today? We are doing so good. We are doing excellent, Eric. I love a Friday late day recording. I feel like this is what the booth was made for, you know? Like the late night studio sessions that uh, rappers fantasize about, you know, vampire hours. That's us right now, baby. <laughs> Get me to lean. Dude, this is real vamp hours. And I'm just looking at you, hold that microphone backwards, and it's going to drive me and the breadheads crazy. Oh, shit. Was I talking into the wrong end of the mic? Damn. Dude. <laughs> I'm fading, bro. Like, uh, this is like when you're trying to look like you're reading a book, but it's actually upside down. <laughs> yeah, that's me every time I ride the subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, this is a real vamp hours, dude. Uh, we're coming off of a crazy back-to-back uh, meeting-filled day, <laughs> let's just say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is the uh, only meeting that really matters, is a meeting of the minds, a meatballing of the minds. <laughs> exactly, a meeting of the meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, your co-host, Ty and Eric, mm-hmm. in the building. <laughs> so uh, what's happening, Eric? What's happening on the scene today? Is there a, a report of any sort? <laughs> oh, man. No report as of yet, Ty, but future report impending because i have a rezzo at joe forte's today which i'm gonna try to uh try to upgrade last second here um i have an out outside table which i'm not really looking forward to it's kind of cold in, in vancouver still um however it could be a nice cozy vibe we'll see what happens um mm. hoping that i can get my name down last second at the bar i would much rather sit at the bar than to have to wear my uh minus 40 parka on the roof <laughs> hell yeah brother the bar is always the move i was cozy up at the Kisatanto bar just the other day uh sloping nice. back at the, one of their kelp martinis i'm assuming you're gonna it's not a question of whether you will martini tonight it's a question of how <laughs> many it's a question of how many and how do you take your martinis sir yeah exactly well let me tell you if you have enough martinis you basically get a free appetizer sized order of olives <laughs> And I think that's a, yeah. a little little hack, you know? It is a hack. I haven't ventured into this territory yet with Joe Fortes, but I do want to see if they have any blue cheese olives on deck. Oh, so I think man. that'd be a nice twist, uh, pun intended, to the uh, martini. Dude, the blue cheese olive is kind of sadistic if you think about it, because <laughs> it's like a salty-ass snack stuffed with a salty ass snack you know it's kind of like the cold cut sandwich it's just like extra extra savory Mm -hmm, totally i mean it's kind of different from just the regular olive because the martini itself has olive brine in it Mm. and you also get like the the physical version of that which is the actual olive Mm -hmm. but when you introduce blue cheese, it's like a foreign object. You know what I mean? It's like I'm biting into this olive and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. But every time I kind of like it. Yeah, dude. It's like that's really what it means to get your martini extra dirty, if you know what I mean. Oh, but- absolutely. Dirty <laughs> and blue, as they call it. <laughs> wow. It's uh, certainly an obscene flavor profile. I kind of <laughs> want it right now, though. I'm, I'm craving that. I'm feeling freaky right now, Eric. Me too. I'll definitely be hitting that up. Um, But you know what? Blue cheese would be fantastic on a Subway sandwich. Like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, (laughs) it's perfect for a Subway sandwich. I would love it with a little pear, a little balsamic. That's like, okay, that's the obvious direction to go. There's probably some more (laughs) unconventional 
decisions. Like, I think that thing would absolutely slap on a pizza sub. Oh, I agree. Um, the blue cheese at Subway. Is it a cheese or is it a sauce? Let's just nip this in the bud right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess it can can it live in both states? I guess not. I mean, you run the risk of inexperienced sandwich goers doubling up on the blue. And mm-hmm. we don't want to see anyone double up on the blue, you know? It's yeah. too uh it's dangerous. High risk maneuver. No one man should eat that much mold. I think the sauce is the safe play for Subway because you can fill the sauce container up with preservatives and other material to like, I guess like subsidize the blue cheese, like save some money by working some mayonnaise into there. Yeah, you're, you're actually right about this, but I was thinking of a different angle. If you put the blue cheese in a bottle, you're able to kind of quarantine that mold. Mm. <laughs> you know I mean, keep the other sauces safe from the mold. But if it's in the cheese bucket, you're infecting the other cheese. That mold might grow legs and walk on over to the Gouda. That's a good point. And I think that would be uh, a little bit disturbing for a client who is not blue cheese pilled. And they uh, accidentally get a slice of salami with a little bit of blue cheese dust on it. uh, That could ruin the whole foot long if it's unexpected. That's the thing with blue cheese. You love it if you see it coming. Hate it if you don't. If you're if you're looking for it, you love it. If you're not expecting it, it can be the it can be a huge turnoff. And mm-hmm. I'm picturing like middle America who's never doesn't even isn't even aware that cheese can be blue. Mm-hmm. Seeing that next to the lettuce or you know some other mystery meats and is thinking, what in the world? What in tarnation? <laughs> what in tarnation? Classic American sentence. Uh, real <laughs> real traditional talk. Now, here's the thing, though, Eric, is blue cheese dressing is the most popular dressing in America. I think we've discussed this on pod before. It is the number one dressing. It beats out ranch. And ranch is a classic. It really is. That's actually, I know we talked about this, but it's still surprising to me. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially when you spell blue the French way. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that just adds another you know, barrier for most people. Yeah, dude, there is nothing American about it. And that's why it's so uh, like concerning. And I I wonder if most people even know what blue cheese in is if their only experience was because it was in a a hidden valley. (laughs) (laughs) Hidden valley. um, But also like every wing, wing stop, I think Mm -hmm. has blue cheese dressing. Yeah. But damn, shout out to blue cheese for rising the ranks given that it's not in the 40, it doesn't have the 44,000 subway locations like pumping its numbers. Like it's up against mustard and ranch and mayo and Mm -hmm. it doesn't even have subway backing it. Good for blue cheese. It's not reliant on stinkflation to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pump those numbers up. Fascinating. Now the olive is the other ingredient, Eric, that I would love to see on my subway sandwich. Do do olives belong in sandwiches? Well, is the is the black olive not good enough for you? <laughs> ah, I forgot about the black olive. It's so weird though that well, to like, be fair, it's not really an olive. I know. I'm being in, honest. in my brain, those are two different species of food. Like the the like kind of like 
uh, little ring that is a black olive, and then like your pitted green ting that you find in the martini. Are they not the same thing? Are they? Are they really even? No, they're not. They're not built the same. And um, I think like the black olive is like a base level, entry level olive. You know what I mean? Like most people can mm-hmm. rally behind like this weird little oval thing that can just like hide in the bottom of my sandwich that mm-hmm. I don't really taste. But as soon as you're messing with the blue cheese stuffed olives or the jumbo green Italian olives, mm-hmm. you're entering into new territory, you know? Yeah, dude, I love them jumbo and I love them green. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sometimes there's some like artisanal bakeries that'll like sprinkle a little bit of those sliced up jumbo green boys on top of the bread before they bake a focaccia or something. Then, uh, oh, and man, I love, I love that. With those. Yeah, a little salty surprise. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Another maybe underrated or lesser known sandwich, at least in North, North America, is the mufaletta. Are you familiar, Ty? Oh, yeah. No, maybe. Is that like roast beef, but pickled? Does that sound right? No. Well, not really. You're kind of in the right track, but um, Mufaletta is like a bunch of cold cuts. But the, I think the defining characteristic of it is the olive tapenade that mm. is used as kind of like the the spread. And um, it's like beautifully salty and just an awesome, like refreshing really real punch in the mouth kind of sandwich you know Mm. (laughs) something that most americans can probably get behind but they're just maybe unaware i don't know i'm making a huge assumption here that kind of style of sandwich would go great at subway in my opinion i would love dude if they had mufaletta on the menu i'd be a you could call me a (laughs) moof diver you know because i'd be ordering that every week (laughs) hell yeah dude muffaletta diver is in the building yeah yeah dude that's a great sandwich um that used to be my go-to yeah, that used to be my go-to sandwich when I would run to Bosa and get a little cheeky lunchtime sandwich on the grill. Real heads know. Oh yeah, the back the Mufaletta days, if you will. Oh, yeah, dude, <laughs> this is like episode ten. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, wow. hit the archives. We'll wait. That was for the breadheads, dude. I want tapenade right now, like. <laughs> I got a tap in a head craving that I cannot kick. It's in it's in me. My my mouth is salivating. Hell yeah. Dude, I got to I got to see what on the Fortes menu, the Jose Fuertes menu can satisfy this lick. <laughs> That's what I'm looking to have yeah, a salt lick if you will. Exactly. Bros a, bros a uh, like a domesticated deer. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I understand, Fridays are your date night days. Do you have anything booked today? Are you booked and cooked or are you just going to wing it and maybe risk disappointment? I'm going to wing it. I'm going to risk it. It's it's the subway patron in me, Eric. You're a better man than I. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think I think I'm going to just like find a cheeky, cozy, like gas candle type of table Two by the window is what I'm hoping for. Who knows where? dimly lit small plates i love a gaslit candle mm-hmm. um, i love when my candles gaslight me it's <laughs> it's kind of a nice touch but you Dude, know what I'm, yeah 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 i'm so tired though i'm so tired of like the tea light at a restaurant i want the gaslight because i hate when i sit down and then i laugh or i speak and then the <laughs> candle goes out and that doesn't happen when it's uh gassed up 
Yeah, dude, mouth breathers rejoice. The invention of the gaslit candle <laughs> has saved your your ass from, mm-hmm. you know, an embarrassing first date. It's happened to me many times. I'll let out a, you know, chuckling or a cackly laugh. <laughs> uh, I have a nice booming laugh when, when the date, you know, mm-hmm. makes a nice joke. So, yeah, I've been there, Ty. It's not nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a t- tough one. I always let out a really thick sigh or cough after a full meal, especially at Subway, and you know that's that could put out a forest fire. Mm-hmm, nice. Um, Ty, what else do we want to talk about? I love, okay, on Fridays, my go-to move these days has been dinner plus movie. So hit the rezzo, and then I'll book two tickets to a feature film <laughs> directly <laughs> after. And uh, mm. this, is, this is a nice way to like spend the entire evening out, out and about in the city. Um, I want to tell you about, this is not an ad. I want to tell you about Cineplex Cine Club. <laughs> this sounds like an ad. No, no, I haven't heard about the Cine Club, dude. Are you hosting your birthday parties there? Like, what are you doing at the Cine Club? Dude, the Cine Club does sound like a birthday party uh, bookable venue, either that or the in theater sandwich. However, <laughs> no, However, don't get the in theater sandwich at Cineplex, dude. Like, the, the acneed up like teenager who made it, like, did not put the time and care of a professional artist. <laughs> Dude, he does not know how to do 200 grams of anything first <laughs> no. try. Um, but no, Ty, it is the membership you can get. It's 10 bucks a month and you get a free movie every month, which just immediately pays for itself. Like just by default, you don't have to even use it. And um, every movie ticket thereafter is $10, which is already mm. a discount. Um, 20% off concession, which... Tonight, I'll let you know if that includes the beer at Fifth Avenue Cinemas. <laughs> Ooh. I'll, I'll let you know if uh, that's part of the 20% off. But yeah, I'm pretty impressed with this like lineup of features that I get to use with my new Cine Club membership. <laughs> uh, this is, once again, not sponsored. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's kind of like the Subway Club, but with better perks. The Sub Club. There, Dude, there I- is perks. That's the defining difference here. I don't know if this is a good investment for you because you're not considering the sunken cost, Eric. You see, you have, that means you have to spend 12 nights a year minimum sitting in a movie theater. Like, think about how well, much like productive economic activity you could create for the world if you weren't sitting in a dark room. That's true. If I was like at a sweatshop, I could be producing something instead of a... I could, be, I could be producing goods, you know, mm-hmm. but no, instead I'm just sitting in this comfy chair watching a nice new movie. I don't know, dude. I think the 12 nights a year isn't bad at all. And, um, you know, it gets me uh, in front of some culture, cultural content. That's really what I'm after here. <laughs> a, a night a night's escape. <laughs> so, Eric's like, I used all 12 on Oppenheimer. <laughs> Once yeah, a month. I get my money's worth. I have to, the movie has to be at least three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ma- that's how you maximize that feature. Exactly. I know what a waste. The movie I'm seeing tonight is like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's like a A20, new A24 movie. And I'm like, damn, I really wasted my free movie on an hour and a half's worth of content. Damn, Love Island will make more content than that in one day. 
Dude, Love Island turns out content like Subway does sandwiches. <laughs> 44,000 <laughs> locations strong, baby. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, there is a, probably a lot more than that is a similarity. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, I brought this up because I think you need to get into movies. I would love for you to like just indulge a little bit, see what there is to offer. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, try something new. You know, maybe we can Dude. go see a movie together. That'd be that'd be cute. Thinking about that makes me want to give out a big <laughs> subway sigh. Like, I <sighs> know oh, movies are for children, Eric. I disagree. I'm watching a movie about Auschwitz later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who? There's two groups of people that could probably benefit from watching that, like um, anti-Semitic people. Because they should learn more. And children, so that they understand the horrors of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the horrors of the world has no age limit. You know what I mean? Just get them in early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the earlier they understand the world's out to get them, you know, the better off they'll be. Exactly. Just cut, cut to the point, you know? None, none mm-hmm. of this Barney crap. Mm-hmm. No more Lego, son. Uh, it's time to learn about investing in ETFs. Like when my when I have a child, Eric, I'm not even gonna let them hit the kids menu at Subway. They're going straight to the 12 incher, and if they can't finish it, they're grounded. Oh, dude, absolutely grounded. Much like the the ingredients, ingredients <laughs> 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 rolling off those papers. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, dude. As soon as you said kids menu, I just thought of the pirate pack from White Spot, and mm. that's that's an absolute joy that I'd never want to take away from a kid you know that's <laughs> that's a good good menu item yeah dude uh, i mean okay i think as an adult i would love to have my food plated in more cartoonish or creative ways there's no reason that like how many times have you ordered eaten off a plate at a restaurant probably every time or almost unless it's like a burger bar or a food truck but children get the most creative plating they'll like bring it on a, in a pirate ship they'll bring it on the back of a dinosaur they'll serve it in like <laughs> a plate that has like a cartoon of a rabbit on it it's mm-hmm. adult plating is so lackluster you know i know and i don't want to shame like kids for enjoying this kind of performative bullshit because like if we're able to stomach chefs using like tweezers and you know arranging flowers on my sushi roll then like give the kids you know the piece of paper with a crayon come on mm-hmm. That's the least you could do yeah totally we're all just trying to have fun here mm-hmm. and Are we uh time tie do you have uh i feel like you have a hard stop <laughs> i do it's time to go have some fun eric we got hell places yeah, to be things to do podcast episodes to end Hell yeah. This is a nice and short six inch episode for the breadheads. Um, hope you can take the hint and go outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go touch grass. <laughs> go touch some grass. Pay some server to bring you a martini. Do it. Yeah, it's that's, worth it. That's what we'll be doing. Yeah. Okay, breadheads. Well, thanks for listening and uh, have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourselves. Ciao.